The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real. It's Ralph Furman Jr. at your service here. Monday after the storm, Monday after the Super Bowl, Monday after Patrick Mahomes confirms that he's already in Hall of Famer, if anybody else was in doubt. But we're here to talk about the association and the National Basketball Association here. Look, got my guy Scott Studio right show with me. Scott, what's going on? Eh, Nothing much. Feels weird that we're in the post-NFL portion of the year. Uh, it was a fun ride, but unfortunately, no, but it's over. This is when everybody's coming to us now. Everybody's mm-hmm. coming to hear what we got to say now. Shout out to those of you that were here before while the NFL was going on, while the playoffs were going on. Shout out to all of you, but it's it's a two-horse race now. Throw Sports Gambling Podcast out the door. Nobody cares what they have to say anymore. This is between us and the college experience, I also guessed on there, so I guess I went either way. But it's between us. It's a two-horse race. Yeah, and I know that college uh, conference tournaments are starting up in about two weeks. So we're mm-hmm. slowly transitioning over to the tournament. Should be a lot of fun. But, of course, we got the NBA. Got All-Star break coming up. But there are some games before that. And we yep. got a lot of games on the card. But I am going to ask you, though, we're not really going to talk much about the Super Bowl or anything about that. But I will ask you about the NBA over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Anything jump out to you, maybe from the two games yesterday or anything? Well, yesterday, uh, it just shows that Memphis had v- very good right to be afraid of Boston and say that they should be worried about Boston. Now, they should have been worried about a lot of other teams before Boston, but they were right saying that they should have been worried about Boston because uh, Boston was able to get it done. And Memphis was in that game for a good portion of it in the first half. It was that second half where Boston really started to pull away closer into that fourth quarter. Honestly, the third quarter was still a tight one. But that fourth quarter is when Boston just kind of pulled away, missing Marcus Smart, missing Jalen Brown, missing Malcolm Brogdon, like this team. And the acquisitions that they made with Mike Muscala, uh, who's the other person that they got that was going off yesterday? Where's that? Box? I mean, Hauser had a good game, but he was just sitting on the bench for a while. Yeah, but Hauser, but Hauser's had player development that he's yeah. able to come into the starting lineup and have a really good game like that. Al Horford contributed 16 points. Jason, if you would have told me Jason Tatum scored 16 points last night, I would have said, yeah, Memphis, Memphis was able to 16. got it done. Three for 16. And Tatum's had a couple of really, really bad shooting games. Yeah. So it definitely helps that Boston was able to win without him. That game, I'm gonna the ask you though, 76ers game was bad too. Like he, yeah. But they've been, get, they've been getting it done. They've been getting it done. But I do want to ask you though about the Celtics because with Jalen Brown being out indefinitely, I'm assuming he'll be back with some type of mask after the All Star break. Yeah. He's already said that he's, he's getting his mask ready. Yeah. I am going to ask you though, how much of this is Ewing theory? 
with Brown being out and other guys having to step up because with Brown being out, Boston really hasn't missed a beat whatsoever. Oh man, I think it comes up. I really think it really comes up to this bench player, the bench player stepping up in his absence. Every single game that he's been out, it's been somebody else. Like somebody else, it's been Peyton Pritchard, it's been Hauser, it's been Grant Williams one time, I'm pretty sure. Der- Derek White's been really good. Yeah, Derek White's been outstanding the past couple of games. Al Horford picked it up last night. Like even and it's not just Brown, like Brogdon was out smart your best defender is out and you still hold memphis to 109 points like they're they're really good you got to give them that like they are really really good they scored almost 120 points and again jason tatum had 16 like they don't have to they i think they've realized that they can get everybody else around tatum going and still win a lot of games yeah, and I feel like Robert Williams has definitely reemerged as being a serious force on the interior. Rebounding the basketball especially, he's been incredible on the glass. But mm-hmm. you always have to wonder about durability with him and hopefully he can stay healthy, but we know how good the time ward is. My other so, real thing with – oh, sorry, I'll let you – No, let me just throw it back at you real quick. It's talking about the weekend. Are the Nets down and out? Because this is – now this is – I understand when it was just one game where they didn't have all these guys and they were competitive. But you almost beat the 76ers off a call that was waved off. Uh, you had a you beat the Bulls. I mean, we'll take we we both know how we feel about the Bulls, but at the end of the day with that roster, that's still a quality win. And then you almost beat the Phoenix Suns, you almost beat the Los Angeles Clippers. The Suns game I'm going to toss out because the Suns game is a little bit weird because they just made the trade. Like, Mikel Bridges didn't play. They were missing some pieces. I don't think Cam Johnson Yeah, both sides, both sides were missing but, a bunch of pieces. But still, it was like Devin Booker played in that game. Chris Paul played that game. DeAndre Ayton played in that game. Like they, Ayton had like 35 in that game. Ayton killed Yeah. But, so, I mean, I, I get it, but I'm also like, this, this Brooklyn team doesn't look like they're trying to go away and be a layup. Uh, Yeah, this Brooklyn team definitely seems to be a tough out in a playoff series. I'm not sure if they are going to be able to win a round or not. But when they made the trade and I looked at the roster, I said they reminded me a lot of that Clippers team a couple years ago that lost, and I think it was six to the KD Warriors. Like Durant Uh dropped 50 on them. Beverly Uh was talking crap the entire series, but they were a feisty very Wait, solid Williams, Williams was on that roster. I remember. Yeah, offensively, they're not going to be great. They don't have many shot creators. Cam Thomas is coming off the bench now because he's so bad at defense. They have to limit his minutes. But I'm looking at this team, and we're going to talk about this Nets game against the Knicks in a second. But I think this team is tough to beat. I think they're a team that will push you to six or seven. I'm not picking them to win a series because realistically, they'll probably finish a six or a play-in team. And at that point, you're facing off against Milwaukee or Boston or Philly, and I don't think they're going to win a series there. But I do think they can be a really annoying team to deal with for a six or a seven game series. You? Yeah, I think they can. I think that I don't think they win a series, but I think whoever they play is going to be pissed off because why didn't we sweep this team? Why didn't we get them out of here in five? Why are we going to play a road game to close the series out? That's what I think. I, I don't think – I think they got a big chip on their shoulder, man. I think they have a really, really big chip on their shoulder, and everybody's saying that this is just a bunch of rejects from different teams put together. And Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikel Bridges, like, 
he understands the trade. He wishes it wasn't him, but he understands the trade is Kevin Durant. But like, man, I don't know. I think that this Nets team is going to be a fun team. If they can, you know, hold serve and stay in the playoffs, I think they'll be a fun team that can give us, you know, a money line dog two games out of the six-game series. I think this team will potentially steal a road game in the first round. I can see them really jumping up yeah. in game one. I love their unders for the immediate future. I just think that this team's going to be a great defensive team. Offensively, when Dimwitty potentially goes cold like he did against Philly, they don't have a chance. I mean, they're not going to be able to score any points. But I do think that with the ability to switch everybody in their main rotation, I think they're going to give teams some problems. So we'll see what happens. But I do want to ask you, though, about the other game, because Toronto was laying double digits, which is, you know, hilarious to me, because I don't know why the hell Toronto would ever be laying double digits and they barely beat the Pistons. Uh-huh. I had a play on that game. I had the uh, a player prop. I had Killian Hayes under one and a half, three pointers at even money. He went one for 10 from the floor. He went 0 for 5 from three. He got benched the entire fourth quarter. My question for you is if you get benched for the entire fourth quarter on a tanking team, do you just belong in Europe at that point? Uh, because I don't I don't think Killian Hayes is an NBA player. I'm I'm just gonna say it. I think that he I think he would get more money in Europe. I think he's like a billion dollar player in Europe. I mean he's getting, you know, that but I think he would get money and time in Europe for sure. But it's uh, you know, We'll see what they do with them in the future. I just, I mean, it's the Pistons. Like, it's the Pistons. Yeah, I don't know. It was a they, really random segue, but it was one of the only action plays that I actually had on on the games yesterday. I mean, Toronto, that game against Utah was just hilarious over the weekend, which I know you made money on with Utah Moneyline. But were they up in that one? Like 13? It was, it was like, like a 22 to 5 run in the game. I actually. Like, they're was, up 13 with like four minutes to go at home. And, they and I actually game. like gave up on that game. I might have reverse jinxed that one. I really gave up on that game. I was like, oh, well, you know, you, you can't get all the covers as a dog. So I was just like, forget it, Utah. And then I come back to check my phone because I'm done watching the game at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> they they almost won. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, well, they did win. They did win that game. It was the Knicks game that they almost won. Because they even pushed against the Knicks. Brunson had 38, and they still pushed against the Knicks. Like, yeah. it, Utah just it, – it's a fun ride. It's a, it's a, it's it's a really fun ride. Fun ride. Like, I still and it's not over. Yeah. It's not over. No. We've been doing this since damn near the beginning of the season, and we're here at All-Star break still riding the same trend. Like, a trend should not last this long. No, it's been for the entire first half of the season and beyond. But I don't know, just watching Toronto and I saw they were laying double digits and I'm just thinking to myself, why? Like, what is what have the Raptors shown? Yeah, I have no at idea. all. And I, I still trying, can't believe people they were still betting the Raptors. People were still betting the Raptors. And I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they could keep it close. So. I actually liked Pistons money line yesterday. I ended up not taking it. But the Pistons had one like six of the last seven meetings hit like straight up against Toronto. And I'm yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Pistons always give them. I remember from last year. Pistons always give Toronto trouble. All yeah, right, uh, but either way, that was my two uh, brief kind of thoughts from yesterday's action. Well, let's go ahead and dive into today's action, and let's start with the biggest spread on the board. We have the San Antonio Spurs going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Cavaliers are laying fifteen in this game. 224 and a half is the total. 
injury report for these two teams and we have for the San Antonio Spurs. Keldon Johnson is probable. Trey Jones is out. Jeremy Sochan is probable. Uh, Romeo Langford is out. Doug McDermott is questionable. Charles Bassey is questionable. And they waived Stanley Johnson. And Devin Vassell is still going to be out with that knee injury. For the Cavaliers, you just have a TBD on Danny Green. He may or may not play today. I don't know if he that sign, that two-year deal, well, one-year, $2 million deal went into effect, so I don't know if he's playing in this one. But pretty clean injury report for the Cavs, which is probably why, I mean, you have to assume why, that this is 15. I mean, I know they're at home, and I know this, the Spurs are terrible, but are we really about to lay 15 with the Cavs? I'm not laying 15. Like, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm not betting. I'm not laying 15 here, especially with what we've seen with some teams who just take quarters off when they're up by so much. This game could be a 20-point lead for Cleveland after three, and then they basically bench the entire starters for the final five minutes. And San Antonio, everyone on that team's competing for a roster spot next year. So they might be able to sneak through the back door there. But I'm not laying 15. I watched that Spurs-Pistons overtime period or whatever the hell you want to call it. It wasn't real basketball, but there were a lot of points in the game. San Antonio can score. Zach Collins looked pretty good. I know he had a massive double-double in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that if you look at the guys who have stepped up lately, I want to give a shout-out to Branham, who's been very good. Really good. Really, really good. He's I'm been mad solid, that I... Sohan's back. Keldon Johnson And Munoff said playing. to back Branham props on the show one day, and I heard it, but it kind of went in one year out the other because I'm just like, I'm not thinking about the Spurs in that moment, but he definitely said back Branham props on that. So shout-out to Munoff for that call. Uh, but I I definitely think that Munaf was onto something because he's been very good. Devontae Graham dropped 30 and change in his first game. He didn't get the tanking memo, but he's still on the team. But Keldon's going to play. I think San Antonio can can lose by 10. Once again, you don't have to win. You just have to not get your mm-hmm. ass kicked. I think Cleveland opens up a decent lead, gets bored, plays with its, plays with its food a little bit in the late stages of the game, and wins by like 12. So I'm going to lean to San Antonio. I don't know what to do, man. This is a 15-point spread, and San Antonio sucks. Like, they're so bad. They're not even trying. Like, they're really – and I think that's why it's 15, because they're not trying. Like, you get to the fourth quarter, and I think it's one of the worst fourth-quarter performances I've ever seen in every single game. I can't tell you the last time they covered a game. They – I definitely can't tell you the last time they won a game. I know they beat the Nets like three weeks ago. I don't know if they won a game after that. I feel like all this, all look at all this money. Even the Sharps are still on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland. I can't back this San Antonio team, man. They're not trying. They're literally gets to the fourth quarter and they literally stop trying. Like it's not even an impressive tank job because you can obviously tell they're tanking. The best tank jobs are the one where you're watching the game and you're like, oh man, they really had a chance for it, but still lost. And it's like, hmm, did they throw that game or no? They're like down twenty when it gets to the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's not good. But I feel like you can potentially get a good live line on San Antonio plus the points if it gets to like north of 20, if you're really mm-hmm. afraid of 15. I think Cleveland's going to open up a decent lead. I just think they're going to get bored. I 
can't do it. I'm taking Cleveland minus 15. All right. Okay. Total sitting at 224 and a half. Uh, let's see here. You have a non-conference over, but Cleveland's been really, really good to the under in non-conference uh, games, as they've been in pretty much every game this season. I feel like I have to go under because I don't think the Spurs are even going to try in the second half. I think I'm going to go under. I think I'm going to go under as well. Uh, but it's really a tough call for me because I think that at the end of the day, San Antonio's offense might struggle here. Maybe they can show up again, but Detroit's terrible, so I don't think that really means anything. But I don't think I, didn't, I never said I thought San Antonio would do well in this game. No. I just think Cleveland's going to potentially come out flat. So I'm going to lean to the under as well. But I am going to lean to San Antonio. I think if I had to pick like my favorite play in favor of Cleveland. It would probably be like San Antonio team total under, because if Cleveland's going to cover, they're going to hold San Antonio to like a hundred. Yeah, if that. Mm. <sighs> okay. All right, Benedict Arnold going back over. I'm back on San Antonio for plus fifteen. Okay, it was it was it was fun. Welcome aboard. That's yeah. all I got to say. It, it was a short lived ride. It's just insane. I can't. I can't. I I so tried to. So my deciding factor was me trying to sit here and put a bet in on Cleveland minus 15, and I physically could not do it. So Spurs plus 15. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Houston Rockets going to play the Philadelphia Rockets in Philadelphia, coming off an emotional Super Bowl loss. Minus 13 and a half for these 76ers. 226 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have four. Oh, we're not find them. There we go. For the Houston Rockets, we have Kevin Porter Jr. still on IR with that foot injury. So expect to see the same lineup that's been going for a couple of games now: Jalen Green, Deshaun Tate, KJ Martin, Jabari Smith, and Alperen Sangoon. And then you have John B. Questionable, and Shake Milton is probable. I mean, this letdown spot would have been a lot greater if the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I think I still like Houston in the spot. Oh no, I still oh no, I still definitely like Houston, but it would have been a lot it, it would have been a lot better if they had won. But you gotta you, Well just to ask the by the way, thing. I'm assuming you agree that players didn't have time to go to the Super Bowl and fly back for the game, right? I don't know. James Harden is is a man that can make a lot of things happen. Just saying, like I I don't exactly know if any Eagles, um, you know, if anybody who was rooting for the Eagles in that game happened to play for the 76ers. I don't know if that was the case or not. I'm assuming there wasn't enough time, but maybe there was. Like I don't know. Or worst case is maybe if they it were came out at the Eagles bar. If it was ten years from now and it came out that James Harden was in a strip club after the Super Bowl with some players. Would we be surprised? We wouldn't be surprised. That's so. No, I don't think anybody from the 76ers was actually at the Super Bowl, but uh, I do think that you know it, it was Philly. Like they went up, they went out and had a good time last night, and you know, uh, supporting the hometown team and all that. Either way, I still like. I just think that this is a lot of points for Philly, who's kind of reeling. Should we say reeling? I mean, they've been winning, but they have not looked good. Yeah, and I'm so they they got the cover against the Knicks, but it it felt like that game was more of like it didn't feel as comfortable as I would have liked it to feel. 
And then you got the the loss at New York. You got the loss at Boston. And then um, you have the uh, game against the Nets. And where they won and they covered. But did they really? I mean, like, you, you really would have thought that they would have kind of had a better showing, even, you know, a little bit depleted that they were against this Nets team. So didn't cover 10 and a half against the Spurs. That's actually the last time the Spurs covered. Wow. Oh, no, they did cover the 10 and a half. Barely. They covered, they covered it. They won by 12. So. I said that I, mean, I don't think many Sixers guys were at the Super Bowl. Having said that, I'm sure a lot of them were at the bar, like with Eagles fans watching games. Like I don't think that they were having a quiet night in the hotel room. It's like I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that they were at home doing nothing. I'm sure a lot of them were out drinking watching the Super Bowl. So you could argue about a hangover there. It's also just a spot where Embiid might not play, but. Philly, once again, has not been great against the number lately. So I think Houston yeah. can hang in there. I'm not picking them to win. Maybe they got a shot of winning because – Well, you know, maybe I wouldn't pick them to win even if they did have a shot of winning because the past two games they found any and every way possible to fumble a win away. And that that's a good tanking team right there. The Spurs are not a good tanking team. Houston is a great tanking team because look at them. They are bringing the game within two, and then they're doing whatever they can to lose it at the last second. So – Two games in a row, losses by two with the questionable last 30 seconds of the game. I, I think that Houston is the right play for this one. They get they get us another close close loss here. Yeah, I think I, I actually think Houston might be live in this game, as crazy as that sounds. I, I just feel like it's a spot where Philly might just come out extremely flat, either for the Super Bowl hangover, whatever you want to call it, or maybe they just overlooked the Rockets. But they I mean, why do you care? This is a non-conference. Yeah, it's a non-conference game, and they're tanking. Like, there's no reason they should get up for this game. Wait, you're talking about Houston, right? Yeah, no, I'm talking about for Philly. You I don't. There's tanking. no reason. Like, Philly. That's why I'm. Con- okay. Yeah, no, I said I said Houston is a tanking team. Yeah, yeah so they're going to a non-conference yeah, okay. game. Yeah, so so it's very easy. Like, why would you look up? Why would you get up for this game at all? Plus, Houston should have beat Sacramento. You had that BS call for the Fox three-pointer. Like, they've been competitive kind of lately. I'll take Houston. Yeah, I'm on Houston, too. Sprinkle on the money line. Or, if you don't want to trust the money line, bring it down to, like, Houston plus three and a half or plus four. Because man, I, they, they've been just they've been in these past two games and they just lost on the last the last second. It's really tough. All right. Total sitting at 226 and a half. I like the over, over in this game. Yeah. Non-conference spot. Uh the pace is the thing that gets me because the Rockets refuse to go at a fast pace and the 76ers don't actually know what they want to do in terms of pace. When it's clear, even with Joel Embiid and James Harden on the court, they play better when they play fast. Like, even actually, though those yeah. two on the court, they play better when they play fast. Actually, I said over, but now I'm thinking about it. If I'm picking Houston, I think there might be a bit of a hangover there for Philly. Then I kind of am leaning to the under. I think I'd rather take like a Philly team total under or maybe a Houston team total over if I was going for a total in this game. Because I think that Philly might just come out extremely flat on both sides of the ball. Uh, let's see here. We have Philly, who is 14 and 7 to non conference overs, and we have Houston, who is 10 and 9. 
So both teams over 50%. Houston, 52.6%. Philadelphia, 66.7%. Yeah, I mean, that checks that box. Non-conference over checks that box. I think that 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 hangover is the last thing that's just – I think I'll lean to the over, but I'm not. I'm not willing to bet this one. And it's uh, and it's ticked down half a point. Yeah, you actually might want to bet the under, because why is but all I, the everybody's yeah. betting the over? Everything leans to the over. All the systems lean to the over, but this line's ticked down half a point. And, and the fact not, that it's ticked down half a point means I think they're expecting Philly to come out a bit flat. Because I don't know why. Yeah, it's so sharps had to sharps had to get down on this number because Joel Embiid is not out, and if he's out, this is going to tick down more than half a point. So it's not like an injury took this down. It's money came in. A really, really sharp bet came in on the under here. So, yeah, that under 226 might actually – 226 and a half might actually be the way to go in this game for real. Yeah, but I think I'd rather take Philly team total under because if the whole game is supposed to go under based on the line movement, it means they're expecting Philly to come out with just no energy whatsoever. And you're getting the better of the number because they're 13 and a half point favorites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I think that's a – is that is that not lock material? I'm not, I don't have a lock for the actual total in this one. I'm tempted by it. I really do. What's the like number? Houston. Say the number. Say the number out loud, and then I'll know if it's a lock or not. Are you talking about for the full game total, or are you talking about for, for the team, team total, total for a team total Philly? I'm pulling that up right now. Yeah. Once I hear it out loud, it's gonna like it's it's gonna register. I mean, it's gonna mind. be yeah. like one. It's gonna be like one nineteen and a half. It's gonna be yes. something like that. So. Yeah, it's, it's about 119 and a half. 119 and a half. So 120 day after Super Bowl against Houston. Uh, and it, they'd have to cover the 13 and a half to get the 120. I don't think they covered the 13 and a half. Yeah, all right. I'll do it. I'm going to put a lock on that team total. I'm going to bet that. I'm going to put a lock on that team total. Uh, I like the team total. 19 and a half under. 120? Don't don't score 120. Don't give up 120. What's the last? I mean, they gave it up. Houston, I know you're bad, but at least keep it together for to, for one quarter. That's all we need. One quarter. 120 and a half. That's yeah. 120 and a half? Oh, come on. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Uh, any props you got? Um, well, if I think that Houston's going to keep it close, and then I kind of have to lean to Jalen Green, somebody's got to score on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking Jalen Green, or I'm thinking, um, I think KJ Martin in this one. Yeah, I, li- I like Martin. He's good. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see what they're, I want to see their bench players, and because if Ty Ty Washington is still playing on, like if he's still, this wasn't just like a one game they threw him in there because it's after the trade. If they're actually giving him minutes going forward, I really, really like Ty Ty Washington assists. Yeah, uh, I think that he's definitely gotten a bit more run lately if you can find a prop on him, especially with Kevin Porter Jr. being out. So he's going to get more playing time. Yeah. I wonder. We'll have to – I mean, they're not going to have props on him right now, but closer to the game, I'd like to see where they put his assist prop and if they go a little too low on his props because I think this is a game that he could go off. And uh, he played – where he played? Kentucky, right? Uh, yes, he played at Kentucky. I thought about Tennessee, but no, he played at Kentucky. Who was on that team? Was what Kentucky last year? That was, yeah, that was the team that lost to St. Peter's. Oh yeah, 
Okay. Good times. We were. Uh, I was in Vegas for that. Good times. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm gonna wait and see if they put props out on him. He might be my my sneaky prop guy today. Okay. Let's go over to the next game, and we have the Utah Jazz going to play the Indiana Pacers. Jazz are a one-point favorite on the road. 238.5 is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Utah Jazz. There you go. Russell Westbrook is not with the team. I think they're actually debating if he's going <laughs> to stay with the team or not. He's a, he's a free and, agent. They're, they're going to waive him. I don't know if it's been official yet, but yeah. no chance he ever plays a game for Utah. And for the Pacers, you have Tyrese Halliburton, questionable. Miles Turner, questionable. Daniel Tice is not on the injury report. Okay. Uh, George Hill is expected to be available. And Jordan Ruara? I never understand how players pronounce his name. He's expected to be available too. So a couple of Milwaukee Bucks adding into that roster for the Indiana Pacers. Just to ask, by the way, this is the third or the fourth time George Hill's been on the Pacers. Oh crap! He's been on the Pacers a several times. Oh my times gosh! In his how many times? That yeah. Hold up. There is like. I remember him like in NBA like K twelve. He was on the Pacers. Like, is this his third stint with Indiana? It might be. I'm, not look it, I'm literally looking it up right now because. All right, let's see here. Georgia, how many times have you been in Indiana? I think it's his second, but it might be his third. Let's see here. Okay, so he was in Indiana last. So that 2016 season before he. Uh, what was it? Before he went to Utah that time. Okay. So he had that five-year stint with Indiana, and no, that's the second time. That's so it, it was okay. just that long. It was just that long stint in the early part of his career. But George Hill, low-key a guy that's been getting around recently. All right, I feel like there's one more time that I'm not I'm not seeing, but I feel like it's one more time that he was on Indiana. It just wasn't for long. I'm curious what you're gonna do for this game because. Like oh, it's, at, it's so simple. I know it's, it's so, so simple. simple. There's the nothing argument, to question. U- Utah's technically a favorite, so it's like one, but Indiana might be missing Turner and Halliburton, so it's kind of a tricky spot. I mean, how many times have we seen Indiana be able to get it done without Halliburton? And come on, they're giving Utah too much credit now. They're giving them way too much credit now. What have they done to be a favorite? I mean, I get that you may be missing, and I guess that's what this was what this line is saying people are saying that miles turner and tyrese halliburton are not playing but utah just finds ways to screw it up it doesn't matter they find ways to screw it up and they're on the road i like my chances with the backups of indiana and potentially seeing more ben matherin minutes at home than backing utah on the road I'm I'm pretty torn on this one to be honest because I, I really want to take Utah for the actual spot of Halliburton potentially not playing, but the home road splits and the favorite numbers are pretty alarming. A lot of but, sharp movement is on Utah. That's why that line move. It's a lot of sharp movement. Yeah, Ed said in the comment section that the Jazz were plus two last night. So I don't yeah. know how much of that's based on the Jazz being good and how much of that has to do with Halliburton potentially increasing his odds of not playing in this game. I think I'll hold my nose and I'll lean Utah just because I really want Halliburton in the lineup if I'm going to play Indiana and I'm not sure if he's going to play. So I'll lean Utah. I'll lean to the over, though. That'll be my hedge. No matter what, I don't see many stops in this game. 
Yeah, I'm going to wait until they officially announce Halliburton and Miles Turner out because, one, if they don't, then I'm going to feel better about my Indiana bet. And it's prob- the line's probably not going to move off this one and a half again because it's just so much sharp movement on the Jazz again. But after that, if they are out, I'm probably getting three, four, maybe probably. five. Yeah. I, I this line has to move again if they're out. Like this is not the the there might be out movement. This has, this line has to move again if they're out. And if I'm getting any number of points, I think the Jazz could absolutely go in here and if they win, win by one. And that would cash the cover there. So I'd wait to play this one, but I'm not switching off of Indiana. I'm I'm not doing it. It it's been so good to me. Even in spots where it looked like that it didn't have a chance, it's been good to me. So we're going to keep following this trend. Let's go Utah, but not too much. Don't go too, don't go hard too much. Fair enough. I think that if Turner is out, I'll probably just blindly take some... Uh, Jalen Smith's still on the active roster. I haven't heard his name in like months. Yeah, I think he was hurt for a little bit, but... Um... I feel like he was hurt for a little bit. They, uh, he was not on the injury report for Friday's game against Phoenix, so he's back. He's only played eight minutes, though, in those two games. So Well, it's kind of out. Out that's definitely going up. That's probably going to be a good buy-low spot. Nobody's talking about Jalen Smith. He hasn't been getting many minutes. Well, the point out. is I'm looking for double-doubles. Like I'm trying yeah. to figure out. Yeah, I think that it's going to be a good buy-low spot on Jalen Smith. Cause people but are I'm gonna... thinking if I want him or if I want Isaiah Jackson. I think I'd rather take Isaiah Jackson. For double double, I gotta see the rotation. I haven't. Jackson's at played at least uh, twelve minutes in the last two games. Played eighteen last game. Foul trouble's a concern, but I think if I'm going to take a pivot double double with Turner out, I probably would pivot to Isaiah Jackson if I had to pick one of the two guys. Mm. I don't know. Jalen Smith's our guy. I know he's, he's our guy, but he's, he's, he's barely played the last the couple of weeks, and he's played yeah, but it's the last two games. Yeah, but even if he comes off the bench, I think he still could be our guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with our guy Jalen Smith. But the line it depends what the numbers are at. If the numbers are talking to me, then you know that'll yeah. really make up my mind. All right. Yeah, I'm on over two. Anything else? No, I don't have much. Um, you want if you want to blindly take like Walker Kessler props, you can probably take it rebound stuff like that. Markinen should have a good matchup no matter who's guarding him. So I think Markinen has a big game tonight. I don't mind Colin Sexton for points, especially with them uh-huh. trading Connolly. I, I think that he's got a good run. In him. Yeah, either points, points and assists. Uh, I like, but with Connolly like being out, keep an eye on Sexton because he's going to get a pretty big boost in minutes. Yeah, no, he's been playing. He's been playing pretty decent. He's he's, he just yeah. always gets hurt, but he's a good player. All right. Before we get to the next game, gotta to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is Win Bet, where they're live. In a bunch of states all over the country, you have live betting, same game, win, build your own bet, parlays, great promos, odds, and payouts all happening at win bet. So if you sign up today, you can receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet, limited to state availability, and make sure that it, those crazy 12-team long shot parlays, yes, I'm talking to you, you know I'm talking to you. Those 12 same parlays, put them in on win bet. And if it hits, you will get a thousand dollar free credits. So much to, well, if you have the longest, it's not just if it hits, you have the longest parlay of the week, you will get a thousand dollar free credit. 
So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. All subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Still rocking in the early slate of games here. We have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Charlotte to play the Charlotte Hornets. Hawks are laying five and a half on the road. 240 is the total. Injury report for these two teams and for the Hawks. We have Trey Young, who is probable. John Collins, who is questionable with the hip injury. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich is questionable with the hip injury as well. Sadiq Bay is available. I'm... I think the Warriors had until yesterday to veto that trade or not. I don't yeah, know. They, exactly. decided, they decided they're going to full send it and they just moved on with their lives. So, okay. So, all right. So, Sadiq Bay should be available tonight. Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando, a couple of Rockets, former Rockets, expected to be available for the Hawks tonight as well. And for the Hornets, Cody Martin is out. Kai Jones is doubtful. And you still know that Kelly Oubre is uh, done right now. So. Are you laying five and a half with the Hawks on the road? I think I actually am. You know that I'm not a big fan of the Hawks this year. We've been fading them for a large portion of it, but Charlotte's awful. I mean, Charlotte is in their whole separate category here. I saw the matchup earlier this year between these teams and Atlanta buried them. Charlotte just has too many moments where they don't guard anybody and their offense kind of falls apart. I'm going to go with Atlanta in this one. The total does seem a little bit high. I actually kind of lean to the under in this game. But I do think based on how these teams have played lately and really all season long, Atlanta actually should be favored by this much. I'm going to lean to Atlanta five and a half. But I think my favorite play on this game is going to be a prop. Uh, I really love Trae Young assists. It's at ten and a half. It is juiced to the over. But I love the over for the assists here. Trey's battling a shoulder injury. So I am wondering if he will be more hesitant to actually shoot the ball. But you're looking uh, at these assist numbers for Trey lately. This man a new shoulder. Yeah. 17, 12, 16, 6, 12, 10, 11, 13, 12. The guy's been an assist machine. It's at 10 and a half. I'm taking the over. I could really see him going for like 20 and 15 in this game. I'm going with the over for assist. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I guess we got to play Atlanta on the road in this spot. Charlotte is really, really so bad. bad. I'm going back to to our guy though, because who's been who's been? I haven't watched the Charlotte game in a couple. Our guys in Mark Williams. Lot. Who are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, Mark Williams. Because okay. I've been, I think, I feel like it's been Mark. It's been Mark Williams in the starting lineup this whole time. Yeah, he's he's been solid. His minute count is still not the highest, but he's been Cause effective. Because they're splitting it with. Uh, they're splitting it with four and yeah, and Richards. So yeah, but he got into foul trouble um, last game, so his numbers weren't great. But Williams, is I'm, good. I'm back on his double double today. He's got to play with Click Capella out there. He has to play. It's just does he stay in the game? That's going to be the question. Yeah, but they have to have him out there, and then I I feel like I kind of want him out there defensively against Clint Capella than Richards. Yeah, even and though the Charlotte's like, lost seven straight. By the way, so you said what? Charlotte's lost seven straight. You can argue that they're borderline tanking at this point. So I, I want nothing to do with Charlotte. I just don't. I don't know what they're going to do to pull, pull it all together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, ugh. It just hurt my heart to take Atlanta. It's not going to be in our lock and dog segment, but I'm not taking Charlotte. Yeah, I know. I know. 
All right. There's nothing that's talking me off of this over. I, I truly don't. I, do you? Can you talk me off of it? I don't know if you. I can't remember if you said it. I'm just going to lean under because all three meetings this season have had 240 or less. Each of the last two games have had less than uh, 236. So I think this total is just a little bit high based on the current rosters. Trey's banged up. Collins might not play. Bogdanovich might not play. I think you'll see points. I'm just hoping that one of these teams slows it down. You've seen in the last two head-to-head meetings that uh, one of the two teams scored less than 110. So I'm hoping Charlotte just drags the total down by themselves, pretty much. So I'm no, really no. Not. I'm seeing. I see all that. I'm seeing the same thing. Your well, your handicap is what a lot of people are thinking. Seventy-four percent of the bets, seventy-eight percent of the money in on the under right now, but that total has creeped up half a point. It's a pretty good tell in, in most situations. I just don't think that they have it. I don't think either team has anything to give defensively. Like, I really don't. I think that it's going to be DeJounte Murray on LaMelo, and then that's probably just going to be the only matchup there. Everywhere else, I think that it's going to be. So I'm actually kind of on LaMelo's assist today, and I'll play his assist prop today in tandem with that Trey prop because – I think that we're going to see a track meet, and I think that he's going to be at the helm, pushing the pace. It's going to be a closer game than we think. I think it's going to be like something like 130, 120. I think we see points. Okay. I'm on over. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate. Here we go, Scott. We have your Brooklyn Nets playing my New York Knicks in the garden. Two and a half the Knicks are laying. At home, 220 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Brooklyn Nets, looks like Seth Curry has that abductor injury, so he's not going to be playing for a little while. But expect to see Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick Claxton. See, that doesn't sound so bad when you say it, like, out. It really doesn't sound I know, the team's not bad. It's just offensively, they're a little bit limited. And for the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jericho Sims expecting to be the starting lineup. Clean injury report for the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson on IR, as we all know. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize this. So Josh Hart played the final 16 minutes of the game. What was that? The That was the, that was the, U- that was the Utah game. game, I think. The, oh, was it Utah? U- no, no, that was Utah. That was, was Utah. Utah. Yeah, that was yeah. Utah. So he played the last 16 minutes, and that's that's pretty good. Like, that's pretty good. So who's he taking? He's, he's taking Grimes. He took Grimes off the court. He took yes, Grimes so. off the court. and the defender that Grimes is, if he takes Grimes off the court, that's pretty decent. Like, it's not bad. All right. I'm not the Nets have it. won what, nine straight? I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. You're saying the Nets it, have won nine straight against the Knicks. Do you think they finally snap the streak and get back on track? I'm not doing it. I'm not. No. So these have been like, the end is nine straight. I know that technically... Kyrie, KD, even James Harden were on were on the team at that point. A lot of these games, those guys didn't play. Like, there's a number of games. That but you're just getting PTSD from the Cam Thomas shot from like yeah, the last honestly. year. Yeah, honestly, they're down like twenty something. Yeah, and it, it 
forced me into what was it a seven minute rant seven yeah. minute rant on this podcast and they kept Thibodeau anyway he's still there so oh they, they, they don't listen to the show unfortunately it's a lot of new people that are very curious about this rant it was a seven minute rant on the Knicks to start the show because I think Moon off timed it. He was like, wow, seven minutes until Scott even got a word in. It was really fair, <laughs> though. I mean, the Nets had, like, Cam Thomas and Seth Curry. but It was, like, a 24-point lead. Yeah. Like, they had, like, a 24-point lead. It was, it was I don't, I'm not it was really doing bad. it, man. I'm not but, doing it. Like, I, I can't. I can't do it. I'm going to just go ahead and say the Nets get one more, and then their luck starts to run out. But I'm not doing it against the Knicks. It's just – it would so be the Knicks for them to lose this spot. And – I ask this question every single time the Knicks are at home. Who from the Nets is going to be Jordan today? Who's going to decide to be Jordan today? See, if Cam Thomas was starting, he'd go for 40 tonight, but he's coming off the bench now, so he's going to have to settle for like 20 So what, he settled for 25? Yeah, 25 <laughs> so what, he for 25. minutes, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, I mean, if the way that I'm looking at this game, the side I think is tricky. I'm not going to touch the side. I do like the under, and I took it overnight. It was at like 223 and a half or so, 223. Now it's at 220 and a half. This line has absolutely plummeted, and I think it should because the Nets, I said before, don't have many ball uh, actual handlers. They don't have many guys who can create their own shot off the dribble. And defensively, this team is crazy. If you look at this roster, they are about, I'd say, seven deep of like quality defensive players. Mm-hmm. About seven deep. Like they can really guard. I, I think that this is going to be a very good under team for the immediate future. The pace isn't great. The last 10 games, the Knicks are actually dead last in the league in pace. I'm going to back the line movement here. I like the under. I think these teams are going to kill each other just physically. I think you're going to see a grind. I think this fourth quarter is going to be hideous. And I know that the last meeting head-to-head was very high scoring. You had 68 points in the fourth quarter, and then you also had a bunch of free throws. I think this Nets team is going to be a very good under team for the immediate future. Give me the under. I see this game finishing somewhere around like the 110-106 range, something like that. Give me a game in the two teens. I'm on the under. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I wish I got in on the under with you last night and caught that extra three points, but I'm still I still like it here. It's probably one of the better bets for this game. And <sighs> I think RJ Barrett's gonna get thrown in jail in this game. I think he's going to be horrible tonight. If you want my player problem, <laughs> I think Barrett's going to suck tonight. He's he sucks all the time. Well, not all the time. But again, but in like this he... particular matchup with the Nets being able to switch everything, like Randall's got you know some size, like he's got some quickness to give Claxton some problems. Brunson's shifty. What is Barrett supposed to do in this matchup? Like I think he's just going to be in a serious just predicament all all night long because he mostly goes left. Is he a great pick-and-roll guy? Not really. He's mostly an isolation scorer, but then it's have a ton of great on-ball defenders. I think Barrett's going to be horrible tonight. Do you agree with that? It's just a yeah, bad matchup no, I, for Barrett. So I'm, I've been, like, on Barrett's unders, and no matter how many times he goes under over, there's, like, a stretch of, like, five to six, seven games where he's just unders just cash all the he's time. He's very so streaky, but it's mostly bad. Yeah. In my experience, for the most part, but, it is. It is. It's probably 30% good. But imagine Barrett's like getting the ball in his hands on occasion. You have to deal with Finney Smith, 
All right, you set a screen. Now I have to deal with Mikel Bridges. Like, what the hell is Barrett <laughs> supposed to do in this game? Even Cam Johnson is a lot of like Cam Johnson, so. Royce O'Neal off the bench. You got Claxton as your center who can switch. I think Barrett's going to really have a horrible game tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, actually. As we sit here, I'm like, how do you? Barrett. Yeah, how it's do you really even bad. get anything? And it's probably sitting. He's probably sitting at like 19 and a half right now, too. Yeah, the volume's going to scare you because I'm sure he's still going to attempt 15 shots or whatever. But I really just don't see many openings for him. And he's also going to get his standard possessions where he's standing in the corner while Randall and Brunson are isolating. But you're looking at Barrett's numbers, and it's at 19 and a half. Yeah, I don't think he's scoring 20. And a half. I don't think he's scoring 20. I see him going like I don't know five for 14. Give me some free throws in there, like 14, 15 points. <laughs> Give or take. 19 just, and a half just seems too high for me. I just don't know what all the comp- – 71% of the bets. First of all, this is the highest bet game already. Honestly, already the highest bet game. 71% of the bets, 76% of the money on the Knicks. I just I, – I, I don't see how you could – I don't see how you could have – maybe it's because a lot of these people aren't Knicks fans, but I don't – I would lean to the Nets anyway because I, I do like this new <laughs> roster. I think that it's going to hurt them against elite offenses because they can't score – and they also don't have great overall paint defense because Clax is a great rim protector, but he's still giving up a bunch of weight in the paint when he's against serious centers like Embiid, who drops 37 on his head. The Knicks don't really have that. Like, Randall's kind of the hybrid guy there, but you're mostly dealing yeah. with Sims, who has no offensive talent, and Hartenstein, who's okay, not great. I mean, most Knicks fans don't really like him that much, but I don't think the Knicks will be able to take advantage of the Nets' weaknesses defensively, and I think they're going to be able to really – just hound ball handlers all night. I think I lean to the Nets, but I do like the under as my favorite play. All right. I think I found my Jordan play. Well, your answer for Jordan, I think, is Spencer Dinwiddie. See, you said Dinwiddie. I'm about, I was literally just about to say Bridges. Okay. And the only reason I'm saying Bridges is because now he's looking at two national champions for Villanova. On that's, a good, that's a good angle, too. That's a good On the other too. side of ball. And, you know, they just had their lovey-dovey brothers moment. And Mikhail got traded to Brooklyn. And nobody was happy, Mikhail. Like, of course, we're not as happy because he's not playing for the Knicks. But it's like nobody else is happy that Mikhail is in New York, too. Like, they didn't, they didn't go out there and say, yeah, Mikhail's here, too, so we can go hang out when we're off and be together as, you know, as teammates again, nobody said anything about Mikel at all. Nobody. So he's at 18 and a half. I can get 20 for even money. I can get 25 for plus 280. If I was going to take 25, I think, I think I'd rather just take the three pointers. Cause if he's going to get the 25, he's probably hitting at least three or four, three pointers. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, plus 750 for 30. What's the three? Let me look at the three pointers. So I think I would it? top it off at twenty five. If I really had to take a swing with bridges, I would take twenty five. I guess, but I feel better about maybe the alt three point lines. He stands in the corner. You open the Knicks defense collapses, and maybe he just drains a couple from from the corner. Minus one forty five for two, plus two twenty for three, four is six to one. I think I'd so. rather take those odds than take the twenty five. <laughs> Do you see a world where he scores a hypothetical like 22 and doesn't hit three or four three-pointers? Because I don't. I do because he's not really like – let me look Let me look back at his. Courtney's asking a question, by the way, of what's the over-under on alley-oops from Barrett to uh, Toppin? On zero? Because he he's he not going to be in the game. To Toppin on the court. Uh, Toppin wide open back door. Nah, Barrett's just going to dribble it out, you know. So – 
over under a half on that alley oop counter. Let's put it that way. All right. So in the one game that he's played uh, with Brooklyn, twenty three points, three for five. And then if we're going back to the dead years, well, the dead days of the side where he was the number one option, 21, 2 for 6, 24, 3 for 7, 25, 0 for 3, 23, 1 for 2, 29, 3 for 4, 25, 1 for 4. First of all, why is this at 18 and a half? And he has, what is this, six straight games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games over, of over 20 points. Volume, but... Yeah, he's he scored over twenty in seven straight games in the first yeah. game with the Nets. This is actually like a really low number. I didn't know that he was on this kind of a hot streak. I don't know if it's a hot streak or just the volume's been in his favor. But the point is, he's gotten a lot of opportunity. Uh, let's answer that question right now over here. Yeah, shooting numbers have been. It's okay. They've been good. Yeah, they've been some good, some bad. Forty-four percent in that first game with the Nets. 44%, 60, 45, there's a 33 in here, uh, 63, 55. So, yeah, he's, he's got two 60s, he's got a 55. Yeah, he's kind of Yeah, I'm cool just saying, though, you, you're mentioning percentages. If you just go by the actual volume, field goal attempts, 18, 18, 15, 20, 18, 19, 18. Yeah. He's attempting a ton of shots. That's, that's That was my main point that I was making. All right. Yeah, I'm with, yeah, I'm with Mikael. That's going to be a fun angle. I, I got to figure out how I play it. Maybe I'll do both. I'll probably you can do it. Maybe a same game parlay, take 20 plus and two plus threes and get a plus yeah. anything out of it. I'm probably going to, uh, I'm probably going to end up playing both yeah. or both. And it could be a really good night or it could not be a really good night. I'm just saying nobody has said anything about like, I, if I was a, if I was a reporter, I would have asked like, Hey, like you guys, you know, bands back together. He's in the, like, you know, like, I want to do something. It's, it's a different borough. Nobody cares, you know? Yeah. 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 Like that joint is like on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next game of the slate. We have the Denver Nuggets going to play the Miami Heat. At one point, I'm pretty sure I saw Miami minus one. It looks like they opened up minus two. Very, very smart. Uh, well, I'm sure that they just, just because they wanted to take Denver, but uh, line has been bet all the way up to Denver minus one and a half now. Two nineteen and a half is the total. Hold on, what's this split looking like? So I'm seeing, yeah, heavy movement. Eighty three percent of the bets, ninety seven percent of the money on Denver in this spot. That's why the line moves so much. Sharps on Denver as well. Let's see injury report for these two teams, and we have. For the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is questionable. Aaron Gordon is questionable. Uh, that's it. And for the Heat, you have oh my gosh, the Bam Adebayo. Game. Bam Adebayo is probable. Tyler Hero is questionable. Victor Oladipo is out. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess are and Hayward Highsmith are all three of them are probable. But shout out to Jimmy Butler. He's not even rumored for anything. Good for him. Yeah, he's not. Donis Haslam is doubtful. I see Hero is doubtful, by the way. I think oh, you, you said questionable before. I, I see yeah, Hero yeah, I got doubtful. questionable here, so you see him as doubtful. I see doubtful right, on so, Rotowire. So it looks like, a, looks like a lot of confusion on what Tyler Hero is going to be doing today. And, you know, Kyle Lowry is out. That they're better when he doesn't play. Yeah, for the most part. All right. Now I, would take, a dog. I would take Miami if Hero was playing. 
but I don't even know if I can anymore. Like, what the hell is this injury report that we're doing here? Now, the Nuggets switch Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's been banged up. Uh, Aaron Gordon might not play, which is also a pretty big deal. I'm a, you're you're also kind of torn here too, I think, because we faded Miami all year <laughs> long, but Denver on the road, you know, they have not been great. But do you want to back a Miami team that's missing like half its roster? I mean, the Heat are are still like just they have a history of being well good as dogs at home. Well, straight up purposes, they're nineteen and nine. It's basically a pick 'em. So for the sake of this, they're pretty good at home. Well, yeah, but well, I guess. I was thinking ATS, but yeah, you're right. All right. I mean, I don't know how you can play this right now without knowing who the hell's playing for both teams. Like, Gordon is a really good player with Jokic. I'm not a fan of him on his own, but I think he's a very solid player with Jokic. And Murray was great before he got injured, and now he's battling some knee issues, and he, as a result, has missed some time. He hasn't played in the last four games. I can't bet this. I, I I want to give you an answer, but how am I supposed to? And I don't know who's playing for both teams. Uh, I think the how many have they lost in a row versus Denver? Five. They lost the last five. I think I'll lean Denver, but like mostly because Miami went to overtime against Orlando, and they had the LU play to Butler, but they barely beat the Rockets at home, and the Rockets are awful. I think I'm leaning Denver, but I really hate this game entirely. There's no chance I played this game. Uh, I want to take Denver. I want to take Denver, but something is just telling me that this is don't do it. Uh, let me see. Oh, the Heat been good defensively recently too, but they played well. Damn, they haven't man. played anybody. Like they beat Orlando, they played Houston, they played the Pacers. Offensively are okay. Yeah, but and they've been good got, defensively, but they played two of the worst. What ten teams in the league? Yeah, of those three, is two of the worst. Uh, I just think that they can make it hard for everybody but Jokic. Like I think that I feel like that they can be really, really annoying to everybody but Jokic, and especially if Jamal Murray doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Like, if you told me Jokic didn't get the assist today for a triple-double, I wouldn't be surprised because I'm looking defensively at Miami, and I'm like, well, I mean, Bam versus Jokic is a good matchup. I think that I always tend to lead towards offense when I have a really good defender and a really good offensive player. But if I'm looking everywhere else, I'm like, do I think KCP is going to get off? I mean, yeah, maybe Miami gives up threes, so maybe they let him go in the corner. But I think that they're kind of, you know, scout report on KCP. They let they guard KCP up. And then uh, Gordon and, and Murray being questionable really is the thing that, that's pushing me to yeah. Miami. So I'm going with Miami. I can't, I can't sit here and say Denver and I'm missing one of those two guys because I think Denver needs all the help they can get. And they could, too. I think I'll lean Denver, but I don't feel great about it. Once again, I'm not going to play it. I do want to ask you, though, assuming Hero's out, is there any chance since you think Miami might have a shot to win this game, do you maybe consider this to be a Jimmy Butler triple-double type game at, like, 29 to Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think that this is absolutely a spot, especially if Aaron Gordon is out as well. There's some rebounds and, to be had. And Michael Porter Jr. is not going for him. 
Yeah. You know, he's already, he's sprinting down the court looking what to do offensively the next one because he probably got blew by. He was probably what, the person though, that I got I do blown really by. like Butler assists. I'm looking at the head-to-head numbers against Denver. He's been very good at facilitating. Numbers at five and a half. Uh, the last four games against Denver, eight assists, eight assists, nine assists, seven assists. Lowry's out, and Hero's probably not going to play. I think it's a very good spot for Butler assists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I really do like Butler's assist. I like that play. I like his triple-double look as well. I'm going to see if I can find a better line, but right now the line I have staring at me is 29-1. to It's really good. I think it's an interesting right. angle to consider. Yeah, I'm going with... And, Bam and, and I think that this is a game where you have one of the best records in the league coming into Miami. Jimmy's going to show up. Yeah, I know he's going to show up. And if I can get him in the fourth quarter, and it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I feel good with having a Heat ticket in my pocket and Jimmy Butler going out there and giving it all. So, all right, I'll go Heat. That was a, that was a long discussion to try to get there. I got a free bet from the uh, kick of destiny, garbage, whatever the hell that was for the Super Bowl, so maybe I'll throw that on Butler triple-double. Maybe. I didn't even... <laughs> That that CGI kick, by the way, was one of the worst. I was about to like, say it didn't look it didn't even look like he was out. Like that didn't look real at all. It looked like a video game. If you're gonna advertise something for a month and a half, at least make the kick real. Like yeah. bare minimum. <laughs> you know the book we're talking about. We're not gonna say it, but you know the book we're talking about. It was really bad. <laughs> I found Butler triple double at thirty two to one. I can't breathe. So I found thirty two oh, to choking. one. Thirty two. Yeah, man. I think it's worth a flyer. Why not? If there are ten bucks. I mean, if you told me if you told me Butler or Bam had a triple double, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If I told you that this goes game was going to be close and Miami's missing half the team, you're probably assuming Butler goes nuclear either with thirty plus points where he goes to the line seventeen times, or he has a triple double in there, or both. Yeah, I got to take Butler's points today. I got to take Butler's points today. I think that they're going to get to the line a lot. Bam might end up in foul trouble as well if Yogic has to actually score. Uh, let me see here. But yeah, my long shot for the game will be Butler triple double. That's the long story short of it. All right, let me. Uh, I just want to see what Denver's doing foul wise. Are they a high fouling team? Recent? They are top ten in fouls over the past. Oh, Butler's going to attempt twenty free throws. Oh wait, no, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Sorry, read it wrong. That's upside down. They're actually bottom. Bottom 10. Bowler's not going to attempt 20 free throws today. <laughs> Bottom 10. Okay. okay. That would have been, that would have made me feel a lot better about Butler. It would have. Okay. I'm, I may not jump gun on that one yet because I think he does. I think he will. Well, I, I still think he'll still get to the rim, especially with Aaron Gordon out. And that's like, and Jokic doesn't give you any rim protection. Yeah. So I still think if Aaron Gordon's potentially out, Butler should have a really, really good game. But that fouls would have just, it probably would have made me ladder his prop. If, if I got the fouls prop that I was looking for, but I still like his baseline points prop. All right. Orlando Magic are traveling to, oh, well, total to 19 and a half. I'm, I'm on the under. I'm going to lean under too. Yeah, easy there. Orlando Magic are on the road going to play the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are laying five at home. 225 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Orlando Magic. Okiku is not on a repeat injury report. They have RJ Hampton's name up here. Is he even on the active roster? I don't know. I don't even know if he's still in the league anymore. 
Uh, he, should, he, should, he should try to go back to like Australia or something because I don't think he's got a role in the NBA. I'm telling you, you know, like there's a lot of G League players that could be making millions overseas. I'm trying to remember, Hampton was Australia or New Zealand? Nah, great question. Either way, you should go back to that area because he's. Not I, I, I would yet. not wish going back to Australia for him at all. So if it's Australia, I don't. I don't wish that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Why not? It's warm weather. You get kangaroos but, and stuff. You got tennis at one every. And January. you have and you have spiders the size of frying pans. And were you yeah, not you here with my? Were you, you not here with my beach. Australia stay rant? Away from the beach, you know. Who was who was on during my Australia rant? I went on an Australia rant of all the reasons why I wouldn't go to Australia, and then our lovely. I wonder listeners, the context of why you went on an Australia rant. Oh man! Wow! How did we get on this? Were you there's, talking about Andrew somebody, Bogan or something? Was it wait? Was it this show or the college show? No, it was this show. It was this show. It was this show? Yes, it was this show. It was 100% this show. I think that it was with... I think that Delonte was on with me. Maybe it was Ben Simmons that brought... No, I know... We know Ben Simmons makes sense. Things. Ben Simmons makes but sense. But I think okay. it was Ben Simmons on how we got to Australia. And then somehow I mentioned... And it was just very softly. I mentioned that I wouldn't go to Australia. And then I actually expounded on why I wouldn't go to Australia. And then our our lovely loyal listeners were actually tweeting me and DM me saying that they have a couch for me in Australia if I would ever like to come see that the country's really not what I portray it to be. But then I went and I looked back and I saw a TikTok of a huge spider in Australia. And I was like, yeah, guys, I just can't take you up on that offer. Like, I can't. There's like so many terrifying animals and insects and all of that in Australia. And I'm really, really good on it. Like, I'm really, really good on it. It is a beautiful country. The Sydney Opera House looks amazing. Sydney as a country looks amazing. There's a show that was filmed called The Mole in Australia, and everything they were doing in that looked amazing. I just can't do it. I can't. I always wanted to go there. So if the couch is open for me, I'll take it. But yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do want to go to Australia at some point. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, Scott said that he's going to Australia. I will wish him good luck in his endeavors. I can't Thank remember you. how we got on that topic. I I'm think not going into the too. ocean. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a lunatic, but I'll, I'll stay on land. Oh, I'm definitely not going into the waters over there. Isn't that where freaking Jaws is? Isn't Jaws in Australia? If Jaws is in Australia, guys, I'm really not going. Like, you mean Jaws on. like the movie? Yeah, like weren't they in Australia or around the coast of Australia or something? No, because wasn't one of the guys saying mate a lot? Because they were on the ocean. Yeah, that, but that's like a that's like a sailing term. That's no, like I know it's a term sailing term, term, but I don't think that it was because like they were sailors. I think it's so you're telling me that everybody in the movie Jaw. No, I'm not saying everybody. No, I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying that the movie. I think that the set. Okay, whatever. Are you saying it was based in Australia? Yes, I think the movie was the movie not based. Where was it based at? I thought. Oh my gosh! Now I have Australia. To no, I have to look it up. They called each other mate because they were on the ocean. Like that that's a sailor term. That has nothing to do with the place where it was located. But where were they at in the movie? I want to okay. say it was like East Coast. I want to say it was like Boston. Where where does it take? Um okay, Jaws says, takes says, place. Oh, it says New England. Okay. So I just said Boston. What's the, what's Jaws 2? How many what's the how many Jaws? Jaws 2? 
go to Jaws 3D while you're at it. I don't know. Like I, I thought it was on the East Coast. I was right. Oh, I said Boston. These, it was New England. Oh, okay. are all of these in Boston. Well, Boston sucks too. Apparently. Okay. That is so. That is so fake. What? Australia. You're telling like me that the biggest shark they... in the world? No, because if you told me that the biggest shark and most dangerous shark in the world was off the coast of Australia, I would 100% believe you. But if you sit in here and you're telling me that is it Boston? Boston? I thought it was Boston area. It was New England. I just like how your backup argument was they said made a lot because they were on a boat. And that's like proper actual terminology to use on a well, boat. If we're being honest, I don't think I've actually seen the movie from start to finish. So really but there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies that I haven't seen from start to finish. But it's I'm really pretty tricky sure Jaws... to look back at movies from like the 70s that are viewed in such a yeah, like why would I go? Why would I just sit here and say that I'm gonna go watch Jaws from start to finish? Like, does anybody say I'm gonna go watch Jaws from start to finish? No, if it's on TV and you're looking at it, then you might be like, all right, well, let me catch you know this part of Jaws. But I just don't think I've seen any of them the entire movie. I, I think Jaws is fine. I'm sure it was great for the time period it came out. And like it, if you watch a horror movie like The Birds. And you watch it now, it's some of the worst CGI you've ever seen in your life. But at the time, I'm sure it was terrifying. But the point is, Jaws is a classic. Is it overrated? Maybe in hindsight, but it's still a good movie. It's not bad. Every now and then I'll say, I think we need a bigger boat. And uh, every now and then I'll say, you take the high road and I'll take the low road. There's a couple of lines in there that are these, are, in. I was about to say, are these are these Jaws references? Because I yes, didn't get any of them. I didn't catch any of them. We're going to need all. a bigger boat is easily the most famous line from that movie. I've if actually feel that, like I've heard somebody say that. that before. Yeah, so I feel like I've, I've heard you know somebody say that one before. But I didn't know that was Jaws. I thought it was. That was Jaws. Jaws is, I think Titanic. we're going to need a bigger boat. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the history lesson. Anyway, I'm taking Magic Money one. Either way, I'll, I'll apologize to the country of Australia. I'm sorry that you don't have a scary giant shark in your waters, but you have a whole bunch of other scary stuff. Where was Jaws located, Australia? <laughs> I mean, I, I would just assume it was Australia. Uh, why would you? Why would there be a giant crazy shark in Boston? Why not? They got water. That's uh, maybe oh, maybe it traveled by itself from Australia to Boston. I. I Maybe that's what it is because Maybe. I just I, I would not sit here and think that the Jaws movie was based in the Northeast Coast. I, I just would not think that is the last place. Actually, I would have said that it was like off the coast of California before I said that. So at least Boston has water next to it. That's close enough. Lordy, how did we get? OK, we're rambling. I'm taking I'm taking magic money one. That, that's it. I, I don't like Chicago. I, I hate this team. Uh, Orlando's competitive. They're, they, they keep it close. Give me Orlando money one. I see a close game. Chicago blows it down the stretch like they always do. Give me Orlando. Yeah, it's a sub-500 team. I mean, sub-500 yeah. teams and Bulls haven't been good. So I'm with you. I'm not really – I mean, I'm not looking to bet this game at all. But if I was, I probably – or if I'm doing like a crazy 12-team parlay, I'd probably put a Lando money line in there for like a dog that – I, I just don't think the Bulls are – they're highly overrated, and their best players are playing down right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game on the slate. Uh, well, total's at 225.5. Are you – does that tickle your fancy at all? Uh, not particularly, but I, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to lean to the under because Orlando in the first two meetings scored less than 110. I think they can win the game, but I think that Chicago defensively has given Orlando some problems. So I'm expecting a bit more of a rock fight here. I'm going to lean to the under. All right. I am 
Well, yeah, I think I'm on under two. This game is just like it's just a really weird random game for me. It's really all yep. it is. Okay, next game to slate. We have the New Orleans Pelicans on the road going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Minus two and a half for the Thunder at home. 226 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have CJ questionable. We have Josh Richardson expected to be available to play. And I don't know if he's played in a game yet. Uh, and what was he traded for again? Four first round, four second round picks, five second round picks. I think it, it was, was five second round picks. It was five for him, or it was four? Yeah, it was five for him, and okay. it was five in the Warriors trade too. It, it was like and it was five thing. for Crowder. Was, okay, cool. Yeah, everybody's just I don't know, whatever. Second round picks are <laughs> like the ugly stepchild. And no, I made a joke on Twitter uh, before when the first trade happened with Crowder, and I said that uh, second round picks are a Ponzi scheme, and then I did the yeah. make it a quote thing on Twitter, and I just kept copying and pasting the image of me saying that's a Ponzi scheme for every single trade that involved like four or five <laughs> second round picks. I'm weak. Alright. Let's see here. So you potentially have no CJ. That's about it. You know, Dyson Daniels and Zion are out for an extended amount of time. And for OKC, you have Dario Sarek expected to be available Trey Mann is out. I think he got demoted to the G League, actually. And, I don't know if he was uh, in the G League. I think, I think I saw him against Houston a couple games ago, so I think he might just be injured. Okay, so Trey Mann looks like he's out. It looks like James Robson Earl is available, but they also have a G League designation next to him, too, so I think he may be working his way back because I know he was on IR yeah. for a while. All right. Thunder or favorites? You hate the Thunder as a favorite. I mean, it's so it was so easy yeah. for me. <laughs> it was so easy for me, and I'm just like I still got Brandon Ingram, so I like my chances with the Pelicans. I was gonna say if you if you're taking New Orleans in this game, you might as well just throw in like Ingram thirty plus or thirty five plus because with McCollum not being in the lineup, who else is supposed to shoot for this team? Like Ingram's yeah. about to jack up twenty five shots. Oh, he oh he's about to jack up twenty five shots. He's gonna get at least about seven assists. I'm taking yeah, over I, on his assist. I think he's going to have a very good stat line in general, but I'm saying if you want to go for maybe a long shot player prop, you want to make a case for Ingram 40 piece? You want to top it off at 35? No, you could uh, You could absolutely, especially if SGA is going off. I can see a back and forth between Ingram and SGA for a few possessions that really boost the hell out of their points prop. So, And the total's 236 and a half. Like, there's a lot of points to be had here. Yeah, no. I, I think Ingram's going to have a really good day, just all around points, assists, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do with CJ because CJ still could play in this one, and I'll feel a lot better about my New Orleans prop if CJ is actually able to go. But if C- if CJ's out, I think that it's actually worth laddering uh, Ingram's points here. Uh, you can get thirty at plus two twenty. You can get thirty five at plus six fifty. And I don't see a line for 40. I'm sure you can find it on another site. So the point is, that's a pretty nice little ladder there for a guy that should be attempting 20-plus shots. Assuming CJ Regardless, win or lose. Win or lose, regardless. Oh, he's going to chuck it no matter what. But I'd rather take it if CJ's out. So I'd probably consider waiting. But that's a pretty good ladder if you can get 30-plus at 220. Yep. That's probably how I would play it. Just keep your eyes Search Twitter, search all this stuff you can because uh, it's going to go down if he's officially ruled out. So you might want to, if you yeah. if you feel like it's landing that way, just go ahead and hop in. All right, 
yeah, I like that. I like that ladder too. I'm, I like the ladder. I was on Brandon Ingram points prop already, but okay. Total sitting at two thirty six and a half. Are you wait? Did you agree with me and the Pelicans? Uh the Pelicans one I was torn on. I feel better about the over, to be honest. I think I'm just staying away from the side. Uh, the Pelicans missing CJ was their main ball handler. I think it's concerning. This team's also just been terrible for the last two, three weeks. And Zion had another setback. What else is new? So they're basically screwed. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> um, OKC has been good lately, but they can't guard anybody. So I think you're going to see a track meet. New Orleans is 2-0 and against this team, and they have been shorthanded in some of those games. So it's not like uh, they had Zion and company play in all these games against the Thunder. But I think I will go with the over as my favorite play. I just see a bunch of points. Okay, see, last five games, giving up 42% from three. Yeah. If Jose Alvarado is in the starting lineup for the Pelicans, Pelicans, I will play his threes, bro. I think I'm looking at Murphy for threes. But to go through the Thunder defensively the last couple of games, 121 against Houston. 141 against Golden State, 130 against the Lakers, 129 against Portland. How am I supposed to take an under? They're just handing out 129. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you on over. And that's why I was on Jose Alvarado because I'm thinking it's over. All these other, you know, these additional guys have got to play a role. Uh, Let me see. I really do like that Ingram uh, situation. And a big reason why the Thunder's defense fell off a cliff is because uh, Dort is still out. I know he's been out for a while, but you're going through the roster, and they don't, they don't have anybody who can guard anybody. Let's see here. Let's look at some of Jose Alvarado's games. Without... Actually, I take it back. Dort's back. I didn't realize Dort came back. My bad. Dort is back. He played last game against Portland. Played 20 minutes. They still gave up 129. But he had 18 points. So I take it back. I didn't realize Dort came back. My bad. So last three games that he has played without CJ McCollum, Jose Alvarado, that is. 18, 14, 4, and 15. Assist number is pretty decent. 6, 7, 5, 4. All the steals are there. I mean, yeah. he's on getting more playtime on the court. 2, 1, 2, 2. So one and a half steals for Jose Alvarado could be a live play. And then the threes, they're okay, but you got a couple of three uh, threes game. Three and seven, one, one for four, oh for one, three of eight. He's a guy that's like his threes prop is at one and a half when he's in and the volume lineup. matters. So, yeah. So, and I think that he, and he had three, he went three for eight in that game against OKC with CJ out, where he got 30 minutes, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals. So, I think he, I think he could be a sneaky, like a sneaky guy that just goes off today. And throws everybody for a loop. All right. Anything else? You got anything else on this one? No, I wanted to make a case for Valanciunas to have a massive rebounding game, but OKC goes so small that I'm concerned that Valanciunas will get played off the floor. Okay. So I can't I can't make a play on him. That would open things up for Trey Murphy a lot more too. Let's look at Trey Murphy without CJ real quick before we move on. Last four games. 16, 7, 26, and 20. I mentioned the threes for Murphy, but... Threes, he's at 4 for 6, 1 for 4, 6 for 12, 2 for 7. So, 
Same thing with Jose. A little bit of various there, but of course, volume matters. These guys can they get the volume. You're going to hit over the prop, and you're probably going to hit a nice ladder on them. So, I think those are two guys to if CJ doesn't go, that can come in and be able to help carry some of that offensive workload with Brandon Ingram. Yep, I agree. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks are laying seven and a half at home. 232 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And for the Minnesota Timberwolves, you have Rudy Gobert, who is questionable. Kyle Anderson, who is questionable. You know, Kat is on IR. And for the Mavericks, Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. Davis Bertans and Maxi Kleber still on IR. So you're looking at Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr. if he plays, Josh Green, Dwight Powell. I have to take right. Dallas, right? I don't know. Kyrie, I don't know where to start. It's Kyrie's first home game. Like, don't I kind of have to take Dallas here? But and I know I told myself that I'm giving I'm giving Dallas the complete reset on this home favorite angle. I think you have to give him a reset at this point. This is a massive changing of the rock. Yeah, it is. It is. But, oh, my gosh. If they don't cover no, this, so I'm going to be so they're pissed. So I'm going to be so pissed. Like, I, I came on this show prepared to give out Dallas minus seven and a half at home. If they don't cover this, I'm going to be so pissed. Like, so pissed. Because you should really cover this. Against Unless you Minnesota. want to just take the uh, team total over instead because Minnesota – Defensively, they've been so bad. Uh, one twenty-eight to Memphis, one eighteen to Utah, one forty-six to Denver. When everybody actually played, and uh, they gave up that ninety-eight when nobody was playing. And then you have one twenty to the Magic. So one twenty-seven to the Magic. Oh yeah, because they lost that game. Yeah, one twenty-seven. <laughs> Give me Dallas team total over. I think they'll walk into 120. Right, do you know Dallas has been shooting like 50% since oh, they can't miss. Reggie Bullock just decided <laughs> they to haven't been able shots. to miss. No. It's been absolutely insane. Like I'm literally watching the first game of that Kings series, two game series, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna miss at some point. Like, I watched the Clippers game. They scored like 40 in the first quarter. Bullock was like five for five, and I'm like, what what is happening at this point? Yeah. And, oh my gosh, Dallas offensively has been really crazy. Yeah, you got it. You can't get behind that. They they've been able to figure it out, and I, you would think that they still figure that out at home. Yeah, give me the team total Dallas over today. for Dallas. That's got to be my best bet for this game. Yeah, and I'll, I'll lay the seven and a half with Dallas, and just say changing of the guard because they really should be able to cover this number. Minnesota's been playing. Has been playing that well recently. I'm just pulling up the uh, team total that I have here. So Dallas is at 119 and a half. I, think I said look at to 120. 120. So that's yeah, going to be close. They can get to All right. 232 and a half. Over. I'm not going to take a Dallas total over because Minnesota sucks at defense and take an under on the game. Like, I'm going with the over. Minnesota, I don't think Minnesota lays an egg that bad. That's what I'm I saying. I think they can lay an egg. I don't think they lay an egg that bad. So, yeah. All right. Props. I'm going back to my guy. This is my guy. <laughs> this is my guy because Josh Green is really good at basketball. He's, he's a really good role player. He's, <laughs> he's really, really good at basketball, man. He shoots 50% from the field and damn near 50% from three. Any time out. Any time out. And now you're telling me that I potentially don't have – Tim Hardaway Jr. and he can like legitly be the third option yeah. and be able to get a lot of good looks with Luca and Kyrie on the floor. 
I'm I'm all over uh, I'm all over Josh Green. They don't have his props listed right now, and I'm assuming that's because of the questionable tag on Tim Hardaway Jr. But when he when he drops, I'm on Josh Green again. I'm just gonna keep rolling with Josh Green props until he decides to not shoot fifty percent from the four if from three anymore. Yeah. Anything else you got? Not really. I just see a lot of points in this game, and I think most of them come from Dallas. All right. Next game on the slate, we have... Who's next? The Golden State Warriors are at home to the Washington Wizards. Minus three and a half for the Warriors. 234 is the total. It's come up from 231 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have Kyle Kuzma questionable. Coming back with that ankle injury. Will Barton is not with the team, Scott. They got a better chance of winning. <laughs> then for the Golden State Warriors, you have Andrew Wiggins, who's questionable. Looks like Anthony Lamb is available. Iggy is out. So outside of step, pretty clean injury report for the uh, Golden State Warriors. We'll see what they do with Wiggins, but I expect him to play. I'm on, I'm on Golden State. I'm not going to spend much time on this one. Golden State lost the TV game against the Lakers and no LeBron. is an embarrassing showing. Clay was awful <laughs> the entire game. But I think it's a very good spot for an annoyed Golden State team to come out hungry at home. Once again, you had a TV game. You lost to a shorthand Laker team. The Wizards, we know what they are. They're a team that looks – when things go well, they look good. And then things fall apart very quickly. It's kind of just the overall MO of the franchise for the last, I don't even know, 10 years. Give me Golden State. I think it's a very good spot for them to come out focused after losing that winnable game against the Lakers. And I think they might win this game comfortably. Give me the Warriors by like seven. I think they'll win this game comfortably. This is a uh, this is a system match, too. I got to figure out how, how good of a system. It's a really good system match. But you have the... Wizards, who are coming off of two straight wins, two straight covers, and going to play a Golden State team who was coming off of two straight losses and two straight covers, but the Warriors are favored. And I think that's, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say it's 56%, but I got to look it up, and I'll be able do to you, give that Do you buy more. into my emotional angle there that you lost the game on national TV against a team that you should have beaten, so you're going to be extra pissed off at home against a team that has been playing better lately, but still? Yeah, no, I still think that's a. I think that's it's an East Coast team traveling west. That's usually never a good sign, and vice versa. Uh, let me see here. Uh, well, while I'm trying to figure this out, go ahead and what props do you like in this one? Because we're both on Golden State. Like that's that's probably like locked territory right now. But yeah, my main props are going to be Clay. I think Clay bounces back. He was horrible against the Lakers, but the volume is obviously there. I think him and Poole are going to torch this team. Uh, defensively, the the Wizards, I don't think, are very good. I'm trying to think if I want to make a case for a Porzingis prop or maybe a Looney rebounds prop, but I'm not really interested in it. No, I think it's mostly just going to be Clay and Poole. I, I think that matchup-wise, the Wizards don't exactly have the guys to stay in front of them, especially off-ball with all the off-ball movement that they have. Yeah, I think Clay bounces back, and I think Poole plays well. All right, so I went back in time for this one. And since 2015, teams that are coming off of two 
losses and the opponent is coming off of two wins and they are a home favorite are 68.7% straight up 53.4% against the spread. And really like no matter how far back you go, it pretty much stays around this 53%. Like you can go back to the collective bargaining agreement in what was that? 2011. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. where they had to lock out and click the bargaining mm-hmm. agreement. And that's typically where I go for a lot of my trends. When I'm looking at the history of something, I'll go back to when that bargaining agreement happened because it's a completely different NBA from that collective bargaining agreement than before that. And so since 2011, it's still here, 53% ATS, 68.5% straight up. So if you don't want to lay the... If you don't want to lay the points with Golden State, I really don't think you should have any issue doing it. But if you don't want to lay the points, you can lay minus 160 and still be a really good bet or parlay it with, like Scott said, Clay. I think Clay has a really good day. Uh, this could be, I really just like the backcourt in this one. I, I don't yeah. think defensively that Washington could stay in front of Clay or Jordan Poole. So, all right. Anything else you got? Uh, no, I'll lean to the over. Yeah. I'm not playing it, but I got to lean it over. I'm not going to okay. play it. Next game of the slate, we have the Los Angeles Lakers going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers are laying one. 237.5 is total. Let's see if LeBron actually decides to play basketball ever again. LeBron James is questionable with an ankle injury. Anthony Davis is probable with that foot. Mo Bama is still suspended from putting Austin Rivers on his ass. And you have for the Portland Trailblazers, Jeremy Grant questionable with that concussion. Matisse Thibel expected to be available to play. Trenton Wofford is probable. Keon Johnson is probable. Kevin Knox is questionable. And Nurk is still on IR. Minus one Portland, what are you doing? I'm going to go with the Lakers in this one. At least they showed up for the Warriors game. You know, they actually had guys step up. Schroeder looked really good. AD was horrible. He said a double-double, but they won anyway. Portland defensively might be the worst team in the league at this point. They are so bad defensively. It is really, really bad. And I know they traded for Tybal, which helps, but they traded away two of their best defenders and replaced him with one really good defender because they got rid of Josh Hart and Gary Payton the second. I'm on the Lakers uh, well, here. In my defense, Gary's Payton II played one. He's barely play. played. He's barely yeah. played, but still. He played like 14 games with the team. But I'll take the Lakers here. At least the guys have stepped up stepped up with LeBron being out. And AD has gotten exposed so hard with LeBron being out of the lineup. But he's always killed Portland. Always, even back when he was in New Orleans. Because Portland's never... When was the last time Portland had rim protection? They didn't, but at least Nurkic was like... 280, at least he can give him some physical resistance. I think AD is going to put Eubanks in the rim. I'm going with you. I'm going with Davis to have like a 30. Like physically put him in the rim. He's going to actually pick him pick up, him and, up put him and put rim. him in the rim. So I'm going to go with while AD holding like the a, ball yeah. while he's holding the ball. So he gets the points too. And Portland fouls a lot. I see AD going to the line like 15 times. Give me, a, give me an 80 bounce back game, 35 and 15. But I think that the Lakers probably torched this team defense uh, just based on how bad Portland's defense has been. Lillard might get his, but I don't trust the supporting cast. Give me the Lakers. Has Portland shown you anything? Because this team just fell off a cliff. So. I know. So I know. Yeah. So I told 
I told Delonte I'm out on Portland. Like I'm officially like just out from Portland. I just think that Portland's just gonna be fun to watch and they're not I'm not sure Chauncey can coach, but the roster has flaws in general. But I'm out on the Lakers too, man. Like I, I guess the Lakers have more room to show me that they're different because they basically have a completely different roster. So They've there's shown more me something room lately. Yeah, there's more room for the Lakers to say that they're a better team now, but there's no way that I could sit here and say that Portland is a better team so uh, than what they were before the trade deadline. So, yeah, I, I'll go Lakers too. And I'm going to take the over because Portland can't guard anybody. Yeah, last five games for Portland, they've given up 120 in four of the five, and the one they gave up 116 to Washington. And I think that was when Kyle Kuzma went down. I think that's when Kyle Kuzma twisted his ankle, actually. So, all right. 237 and a half. We set the over. Any other props? AD, you like AD today? I mean, Dame should still have a pretty good day. Dame should have a good game. I am looking at Schroeder assists, though. He's been a very good facilitator. He's been a really good facilitator. Really, really good. Uh, Let me see here. I'm thinking I just I, I think that the points in the paint for the Lakers should be really crazy today. Like they should really get whatever they want inside the paint. So I'm kind of leaning over to Hachimara today too. I think he I think he has a pretty solid pretty solid. AD shooting 26.4% from 3. Are you serious? That's disgusting. But yeah, and now they have shooters. Like they have shooters all around AD. So Lakers 3 should be pretty good in this game as well yeah I'm, I'm trying to look for uh Schroeder's assists i know he was relatively quiet against the warriors with the passing but i am curious i mean he's had he's had 10 plus assists in two of the last four games mm-hmm. Schroeder double double is 15 to 1 i think you gotta do it i'm just saying 15 to 1 gotta, for i think it deserves I think it, I think it's a sprinkle. I think you definitely. It's a total of two thirty-eight. Like I, I I can't avoid that. That's just a very good deal in my opinion. Is it going to cash? Uh, Probably not. But fifteen to one, two two of the last four games, ten balls assists against one of the worst defenses in the league. And I just look at all that's around him. Like Hachimar, he can spot up shoot. Troy Brown has been pretty solid spot up shoot. I think AD is going to go nuts, but somebody's going to have to give him the ball. The ball, yeah. And Shooter's the one that's bringing up the court. I mean, we saw D'Angelo Russell in that game because I did. I was curious on what D'Angelo Russell role was going to be. So we saw him. He facilitated the ball a little bit, but it was really more of Shooter bringing the ball up and then D'Angelo Russell playing off ball and being able to get a lot of his shot creation off ball. So. Yeah, Shooter should be in line for another really good assist day and even a double-double. I like that. I even would... if you're afraid of it, numbers at four and a half. You can take the five, you can take the seven. I think there's value on Schroeder assist. That's all I'm saying. Is he going to get 15 to one? Probably not. But there's no way that his double-double odds should be 15 to one while Simon's double-double odds are 850. If you ladder... How the hell is Simon getting a double-double? Wait, what was his what was his Simons is eight fifty for a double double and Schroeder's fifteen to one. Is he how the hell is Simon's odds basically half of Schroeder's? Simon's never gets anywhere near a double double. That's hilarious. Based on price point, I, I gotta at least mention the Schroeder double double angle, because fifteen to one is crazy. If Grant if Grant doesn't play, I'm 
on reddish, I'll probably ladder reddish points again. Okay. How many points do you have the first game? You had like 12? 11. I want to say because okay. I, yeah, because I just cashed because I, I did his 10 and a half and then I did 15 plus and I got the plus money for the 10 and a half, but the 15 plus didn't get there. But it looked good. He had like five in the first he had five in the, the first game. like three minutes of the game. That's why I was yeah. asking. Yeah. All so. Right. All right. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate all the love. Okay. Uh, JR, uh, good news, bad news. The good news is we covered it. The bad news, we covered it about an hour and a half ago. So we covered the Spurs game uh, earlier in the show. Oh, yeah, we did. I didn't know if he was asking for a cover. Like, if we thought – we both picked the Spurs to cover. I don't yeah. know if you're – we both picked the Spurs. I went back and forth, and I actually picked Cleveland, and then I changed my mind because it just sounded crazy picking Cleveland to cover 15. But It could go – it could get ugly, but I thought I thought that number was a little bit too high. What, we, what we're hoping for in that game is that it is a one-point game by the start of the fourth – and it's incredibly hard for for the Spurs to take 15 points in the fourth quarter. That's literally what my hope is, that it's like a tie game, one-point game by the start of the fourth. That way, when the Spurs pull everybody and start tanking, they only lose by like 10-11. I think Cleveland might pull people when they're up 20 and they'll win by like 12. So that's kind of the argument there, but either way. All right. Huh. We're done, Scott. We don't have any other reasons. It's time for locking dogs. So to wait what's our mojo because moon off just switched our mojo i can't you always go first is. Okay, you always go, go first. first so now i'm always always going first i'm going first with you i'm going first with moon off i don't think i go first when it's me and Delonte actually so okay. that's the that's the Lante's problem yeah maybe he needs to he hasn't asked for a switch of mojo so i would give it to him but he hasn't asked for a switch of mojo moon off asked all right for the lock I can't get away from Golden State minus three and a half. I'm sorry. I can't get away from it. I wanted to get something out because I feel like everybody's going to play Golden State, but I can't get away from playing Golden State minus three and a half. So I'll just go ahead and call that my lock. Uh, for my dog. I feel like I like a lot of dogs today. I have the Nets. We have the Rockets that we think are live. Uh, Orlando is there. Pelicans is there. Miami's technically there. I don't like going that cheap, though. Um, I guess I'll go a baby dog. Give me New Orleans on the road, plus 120. I really hate OKC as a favorite, like, overall. And I just think that even with no CJ, they can get enough production from... Those other guys, Najee Marshall, also another guy we didn't mention who uh, yeah. really steps up when people are out. So, yeah, I think that it's a lot of a lot of people that we can get additional scoring from, and I can still feel good about the Pelicans. So I'll call the Pelicans plus one twenty. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I'm going to go with Trey Young over ten half assists at minus one forty. It is juicy, but I really don't care. Totals 240. I think Atlanta is going to score probably north of 125 in this game. But you're looking at Trey's recent assist numbers. I mentioned it before. He's been walking into 12 basically every game. On top of that, Trey has an injured shoulder. So I expect him to shoot less. Maybe mm -hmm. he has discomfort there. I don't think it's going to actually impact the uh, assist numbers for him. So maybe Trey's a little bit more passive, trying to get teammates involved, and that has been the case for the last week. Mm -hmm. And we know Charlotte doesn't guard anybody. So give me Trey Young over 10 half assists at minus 140. 
You can play it up to really 12. I think he's going to have probably 15 assists in this game, but I'll take the 10 and a half at minus 140 as my lock. And for my dog, I'm trying to think of which player I want to take because Ingram 30 plus is tempting. So I thought about that one. I'm not going to take Schroeder double-double at 15 to 1. All of them. All of them? Yeah, I mean, we could take all all of them. them. I probably will take all of them. but Just take all of them. I want to at least give out the one that I like. Let me whisper in your ear. Say something that you might like to hear. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, all good. Um, (laughs) Let me... Let me think of what exactly I want to do. Because I, I I really do think AD is in line for a very good matchup here against Portland. Question is, how many points do you think he's actually going to score? Like, that's do I think AD can actually get the 30, or is he going to be an idiot again and just can be horrible from the floor? There's no, that, no, AD's, AD's got to turn around at some point. He like, has to, right? He's got to turn around. He's got to turn around. Against though. Portland, he's so good. AD's against too good of a Portland. talent. Yeah, he's too good of a talent. Look, do, have, did we say the numbers against Portland? I feel like we didn't. Let me um, I'll, I'm going to pull it up right now just so you know the actual game log because it, it dates back a long time. Uh, recently, though, he's been. He's been fine, not great against Portland, but he has had a couple of really big games. He's gone under this number in each of the last three, had 30 in one game, had 36 in a game before that, had 37 to 39. He's had a bunch of really good games. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with AD. Give me AD. It's Eubanks. Eubanks should not slow him down at all. Yeah, it's a, it's give, me, give me AD, 30-plus points at plus 110. All right. Take 35, too. For AD's sake, please just get to the line 15 times. Portland is actually in the bottom five or the top five in fouls per game. They foul everybody. Like AD really should get to the line a ton. Give me AD 30 plus points, maybe 35. uh, But I think AD has a big game. I don't think Drew has a chance. (laughs) No, not at all. Now they managed to limit Giannis to some degree because Giannis was in foul trouble the entire game. But I I think AD is going to have a big game. So, all right, there you go. Let's see here. I don't have anything else. Anything else you have for the slate? Uh, nothing much. Uh, next time I'm in Boston, I'll check out where they film Jaws. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio, and uh, I'll see you on the NBA show later this week. So, did they actually? F- I know it was set in Boston, like in the movie. Oh, I have no did idea where they actually filmed film it. I like, I don't maybe know. that's what it is. Maybe they actually filmed it in Australia. Maybe I'm not completely wrong. No, I'm probably 100% wrong about that. But, Australia is an amazing country. If you are a very adventurous person and you like to take risk, I 100% recommend that you go to Australia. And yeah, I think I backed them in the World Cup one time and they cashed for me. So, shout By the out way, Australia. If, if you're afraid to take AD or if any of you are, you can pivot off to take like Brandon Ingram 30 plus because that was my runner up option. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I didn't else? take it as my lo- as my dog though, because I I wasn't waiting for CJ news. But assuming mm-hmm. CJ is not going to play, I mentioned the latter. I think he gets there even with point. CJ. Like even with CJ in the lineup, I think he still gets there against this OKC uh, front court. So yeah. All right. I have nothing else to say. I mean, yes, like, comment, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. If you don't want the video version, we have an Apple, Spotify. Make sure you leave us reviews on there, too. That's how we could pay, uh, you know, pay the bills around here. Those reviews, that helps us get a lot more, you know, companies involved, all of that stuff. Definitely get you guys some more deals as well. So make sure you're doing that. Other than that, Matt really real underscore underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And I really don't have anything else to say. Nothing else to do. No way of really ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are.
out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da.